the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God is the one who told them to leave and go to Rephidim. They're obeying the Lord. They're following the Lord. They're eating the manna. They're feasting on the manna. And the Lord leads them to a place where there is no water. And they become thirsty, so thirsty, they think they're going to die of thirst. The Lord brought them to a place where there is no water and where they will thirst. Then God provides a river of water for them out of the rock. And that river of water refreshes them and satisfies their thirst. And we're told the rock is Jesus Christ. Christ. Sometimes God will lead you to a place where you must learn to depend on Him for even the basic necessities. In today's message, Pastor Dan explains how God did just that with the Israelites. God leads them to a dry place, so they will begin to thirst for the water that only He can provide. Oftentimes, that is what God will do in your life, even if you don't realize it. He will lead you to a place where the only way to survive is to learn to stop depending on yourself and learn to lean on Him. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 17 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Even though, listen, even though they tested the Lord, even though they were contentious with the Lord, God miraculously provided water for them out of a rock. Even though they were complaining about not having a rock, of any water, even though they were saying, is the Lord among us or not? You know, as they're eating their manna that God provided, is God even with us? And, and even though they're complaining about the Lord and complaining to the Lord, God sent a river of water for them out of the rock, to refresh them. He didn't send a flood to drown them like you might do or I might do. If I were the Lord, you know, how do you like that? You know, kind of thing. That's enough of your complaining. But he provided a river of water for them to drink from and be satisfied by. That's grace. That's grace. Grace is undeserved kindness from God. They don't deserve his kindness. They don't deserve his blessing. They don't deserve a miracle right now. They're complaining. They're bellyaching. And they've been bellyaching at each stop. And God provides water for them from the rock. Now, turn with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And we want to spend a few minutes considering this water from the rock. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 Verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers 
were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, speaking of manna. Look at verse 4. And all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And notice what it says. And that rock was Christ. So we don't have to guess what this rock symbolizes. The rock was Christ. That rock was Jesus Christ. Moses, strike the rock with your rod. And the rock is Jesus Christ. Throughout the scriptures, Jesus is referred to as the rock. He's called the rock of our salvation. In Psalm 61, it says, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Jesus is the rock that is higher than us, that we go to. When we feel overwhelmed in first Peter chapter two, Jesus is described as the stone, the builders rejected who became the chief cornerstone. He's also called the stone of stumbling and the rock of offense. Jesus is the rock. Moses strike the rock. Moses strike the rock. Jesus is the rock, and Jesus was struck, as you know. Jesus was smitten when he was on the cross. And Isaiah 53 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God. He was smote by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Jesus was smitten. Jesus was struck for us, for our transgressions, for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was put upon him when he was on the cross. Interesting that Moses is to strike the rock with his rod. His rod that, if you remember, is the same rod that turned into a serpent. Remember that earlier in the book of Exodus when he's in the courts of Moses or in the courts of Pharaoh, he throws his rod down. The rod becomes a serpent. And now here, Moses, strike the rock with your rod that had become a serpent. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, the first mention of the gospel in the Bible, the serpent will bruise the heel of the seed of the woman, but he will crush the head of the serpent. When Jesus was on the cross, the serpent bruised his heel, so to speak. It was, it was a, a blow, but it wasn't a fatal blow. He rose again. The third day, and Jesus crushed the head of the serpent on the cross. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 says that through his death, Jesus broke the power of the devil. Are you with me? Are you tracking with me? So Moses struck the rock with his rod and water came flowing out of the rock. Remember when Jesus Christ was on the cross and He gave up the ghost and said, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And he bowed his head and he died. And then the Roman soldier came along with his spear 
And the Roman soldier pierced him in his side and outflowed blood and what? Water. Strike the rock. And water will come flowing out. Now listen, please tune in, please pay attention. The children of Israel were feasting on manna every day, every morning, enjoying the bread of heaven as they journeyed. They were they were traveling according to the commandment of the Lord. God is the one who told them to leave and go to Rephidim. They're obeying the Lord. They're following the Lord. They're eating the manna. They're feasting on the manna. And the Lord leads them to a place where there is no water. And they become thirsty, so thirsty, they think they're going to die of thirst. The Lord brought them to a place where there is no water and where they will thirst. Then God provides a river of water for them out of the rock. And that river of water refreshes them and satisfies their thirst. And we're told the rock is Jesus Christ. And the water that comes from Jesus Christ that refreshes us is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Turn with me over to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. I love this passage that we're going to look at. John chapter 7. Here in John chapter 7, Jesus was in Jerusalem for the Feast of Tabernacles. And the Feast of Tabernacles celebrates God's faithfulness to Israel during their time in the wilderness for 40 years that we're studying here in the book of Exodus. So during the Feast of Tabernacles, hundreds of thousands of Jews would make the pilgrimage up to Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, to celebrate God's provision and faithfulness to Israel while they were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. The Feast of Tabernacles lasted for eight days. And as part of the celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles, each day of the feast, the high priest would take a silver pitcher and he would go from the temple down the steps to the pool of Siloam, which was south of the temple. You know the pool of Siloam from the New Testament, from Jesus, from the Gospels. Siloam means sent one. And each day of the feast, hundreds of thousands of people would be gathered there on the temple mount. People would line the steps going down to the pool of Siloam. And each day the priest would go down with this pitcher to the pool of Siloam. And he would dip the pitcher into the pool of Siloam. And he would fill it up with water. And he'd go back up the steps to the temple with thousands and thousands of people lining the steps, thousands and thousands of people in the temple courts. And he'd go into the temple and he would take the water from the pitcher and he'd go to the altar and he'd pour the water out in front of the people on the stone floor of the temple courts. And it symbolized God providing water from the rock for the children of Israel while they were in the wilderness, as we're reading about here in the book of Exodus. In each day of the feast, the high priest would do this ceremony, going down to the pool of Siloam, dipping the pitcher in, filling it with water, bringing it back up to the temple, pouring it out on the, on the stone of the temple floor, the temple courts, and all the people would be standing there. And it was symbolic of God providing water for them while they were in the wilderness and providing water from the rock. On the last day of the feast, the eighth day, which was known as the great day of the feast, the high priest would take the pitcher, 
He'd go from the temple. He'd go down the steps. All the people are lining the steps and filling the courts of the temple. He'd get down to the pool of Siloam. He'd bend over to to dip the pitcher in, but he wouldn't dip the pitcher in this time. He didn't fill it with water. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. On the last day of the great day of the feast, he didn't fill it with water. He'd go back up the steps with an empty pitcher, get back up to the temple courts, and symbolically, he would tip the pitcher over, showing that there's no water in the pitcher. And this symbolized two things. Number one, it symbolized the fact that God faithfully brought the children of Israel into the promised land where they no longer needed water from a rock because they were in the land flowing with milk and honey. And so it was symbolic of God's faithfulness to bring them through the wilderness, bring them into the promised land. The other thing that it was symbolic of was the coming of the Messiah. After he would symbolically pour out the empty pitcher, the high priest would recite Isaiah 44, Verse 3, Isaiah 44 is a passage about the Messiah. And the high priest would recite hundreds of thousands of people there in the courts of the temple, packed with people. And he would recite Isaiah 44, 3 to the crowd, which says, I'll read it to you. For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. And they believe this was speaking of the Messiah. When the Messiah comes, he will pour water on him who is thirsty, floods on the dry ground. He will pour out his spirit on him who is thirsty. The high priest at that point would recite that verse to the crowd for the Messiah to come and pour out his spirit on those who are thirsty. And then all the people that are there would get down on their knees and they would silently pray for the Messiah to come and to pour out his spirit on those who are there. And so tens of thousands of people kneel And they're silently praying for the Messiah to come. And it's at that point, look at verse 37, John chapter 7, verse 37. It's at that point on the last day, verse 37, on the last day, the great day of the feast. Notice Jesus stood because he's kneeling like everybody else. And he cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. They're praying for the Messiah to come and pour out his spirit on those who are thirsty. There's total silence. And Jesus stands up in the crowd and says, if anyone thirsts, 
Let him come to me and drink. And look what it tells us. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. The living water that Jesus provides is the Holy Spirit. And he provides the living water of the Holy Spirit for those who are thirsty. If anyone thirsts. And those who come to him to drink. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He's the rock out of which the living water flowed. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, what did Jesus say? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be what? Filled. Those who are hungry, those who are thirsting for righteousness, just rightness with God. The promise is they will be filled. Jesus was smitten on the cross. And then on Pentecost, he poured out his Holy Spirit. And that river of living water was poured out for believers to drink from those who are thirsty. And that living water continues to flow. And now all who are thirsty can come and drink from him and be refreshed by the Holy Spirit. Now, now here, here's the deal. Listen. As I said, the children of Israel, they were they were eating the manna every day, enjoying the manna bread from heaven every morning, feeding on the manna. They were obeying the commandment of the Lord. Lord said, let's move to Rephidim. We're going to go to Rephidim. All right, we're obeying the commandments of the Lord. And the Lord brought them as they're, they're eating the manna. They're obeying his commands, commandments. The Lord brought them to Rephidim where there was no water. To create in them a thirst. So he could then satisfy that thirst with living water. And, and maybe you're here tonight and maybe you would say, you know what? I'm eating the manna every morning. I'm in the word every morning. I'm spending time with Jesus every single day. I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying. I'm in fellowship. I'm here on a Thursday night. My wife's out of town. I came to church anyways. I'm walking in obedience to the commandments of the Lord. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do, but I still feel thirsty. I still feel dry. There's a dryness in my life. I still feel unsatisfied. There's something lacking. There's something still missing. What am I doing wrong? Well, you're not doing anything wrong. It's just that sometimes the Lord will bring us to a place in life that creates a thirst for more of him. Sometimes he brings us to Rephidim. Where we just desire more of him, where it creates a thirst for more of God in our lives, where we just we have this hunger and this thirst for more righteousness. And he brings us to that place. Not that we're doing anything wrong, not not that we're walking in disobedience. We're eating the manna every day. I'm in the word every day. I'm keeping his commandments. I'm walking in the ways I'm supposed to walk here. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. But he brings us to this place that creates a thirst in us. A deeper thirst so that he can then refresh us with the Holy Spirit. So that he can then satisfy us with the living water of the Holy Spirit and he can fill us afresh with the Holy Spirit. Again, if, if you're here tonight and, and you would say, I'm, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. 
But there's still something lacking. What, what is it? The Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need the living water that Jesus Christ provides. That's why he's brought you to this place. It's not that you're doing something wrong. It's just he's brought you to a place where you need to be filled with the spirit. He's brought you to a place where you need living water. That he provides Ephesians five says continually be filled with the spirit. And the Lord will keep bringing us to a place where we need to be filled with the spirit, where there's just this thirst there. There's hunger there for more. We need more of him, more living water. You know, Numbers chapter 20. The children of Israel will once again be without water. They'll be thirsty. But this time the Lord will tell Moses to speak to the rock instead of striking the rock. Again, the rock is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was struck once for our sins. He doesn't need to be struck a second time for our sins. He died for our sins once and for all, it says in Hebrews. When he was on the cross, he cried out, it is finished. There's nothing more that needs to be done for our sins. He paid it all. He doesn't need to be crucified again. So now we can just speak to the rock. Now we, we have this thirst in us, we're, we're at Rephidim, and we can just speak to the rock. We can just come to him and ask for living water. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And so the Israelites drink this water from the rock, and it's a picture of the living water of the Holy Spirit that Jesus provides. Now, go back to Exodus chapter 17 and watch what happens so now they've got manna woo, and we've got living water coming out of the rock things are good look what happens in verse 8 now Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim they get ambushed by Amalek and the Amalekites now As you know, in the wilderness, water was scarce. Water is scarce. Now, the Israelites, they've got a river of living water, and they get attacked for the water. We see elsewhere in the Bible where people fought over water, especially back in the book of Genesis. They would fight over wells and and that kind of thing. And up to pretty recent history, up until the 20th century even, the Bedouins who lived in that region of the Middle East, they would go to war to fight over water sources. Even today, the Bedouins have a saying, count your men before you go down to the watering place. Because you might get attacked for your water. Amalek attacked Israel because they've got water now. And so there's this surprise Attack, this ambush. Now, in the scriptures, if you're taking notes, Amalek is a picture of the flesh. The flesh. The flesh. Listen, give me your attention. The flesh will ambush you. Anybody here ever experienced that? Getting ambushed by your flesh? Wow, I didn't see that coming. Wow, how did I end up here? And, and when was Israel ambushed by Amalek? Right after enjoying water from the rock? When are we often ambushed by our flesh? 
right after we have like a spiritual experience with the Lord, right after a Bible study, right after a quiet time, right after spending time with the Lord, right after we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Amalek and the Amalekites will ambush us. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Did you know that Ring of Truth is a listener-supported ministry aimed to bring you God's Word wherever you're at? Whether you're at home or on the road, we're here to help you grow in your faith. You love to stay connected through social media? Find us on Facebook. Listen to us on iTunes and our podcast. There are numerous other ways to stay up to date with what's happening at Ring of Truth. All you have to do is go to calvaryec.com to get started. Our mission and vision and what we believe can be found on our website as well. In case you didn't catch that website, it's calvaryec.com. Ring of Truth is a radio ministry that comes to you from Columbia, Maryland. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings at 8.30 or 10.30 a.m. For those of you who aren't morning people, we also have a Sunday afternoon service at 12.30 p.m. Or you're welcome to come Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Take your pick, but please, come if you're in the area. Did you know that live stream is available for those unable to attend in person? For all of our long-distance listeners... We hope you'll utilize this tool to stay connected. Pastor Dan has been teaching from the book of Exodus, and he's not done yet. Be sure to come back again as he continues pulling nuggets from this Old Testament book. Thanks for staying tuned in today to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.